Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 81. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Cert Security, and I am here, as usual, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter. Yes. We are back in Chernobyl. Yes. This is the second time this week. Yes. We are recording this on a Friday, November 10th. Yes. We were in here earlier this week talking about semantic digicert, the deal closing, what it meant for this certificate authority, formerly known as semantic website security, and what it meant for digicert, and how did Mozilla and other browser companies feel about this. And now we've moved on to a new topic this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about, in general, about App Store security, which is really important for a variety of reasons, which we'll get into. But this stems from this discussion stems from a particular incident that uh, Search Security senior reporter Mike Heller wrote about. A number of outlets also wrote about this. Um, it, it's really amazing to me. It's a small thing, I guess, in the big infosec picture, but it it matters. It's important, and again, we'll get into it. But a fake WhatsApp app somehow made it into the Google Play App Store. And it looks like the real WhatsApp. And it was downloaded a lot, like more than a million times. And it was not the real thing. And this went on apparently for some time. It's unclear about when it was submitted and how long it really went on for. But this whole incident was discovered not by security researchers, not by the security vendor, not by uh, Google itself. It was found by some members of the Reddit uh, subreddit on Android. They started writing about it. Uh, a couple of users in particular posted about it and said, this is unusual. Why is the WhatsApp, why is the, the you know, the WhatsApp uh, uh, entry in Google Play Store, why is it, you know, why is it doing this or why does it look like this? This looks suspicious. And sure enough, they were on to something. So I guess before we get into the specifics, Peter, what was your reaction eh, to, to hearing about? <laughs> I mean, we should, we should know WhatsApp is one of the biggest mobile apps there is exactly exactly and so the the first thing i thought was okay i don't feel so stupid about um, hesitating to upload apps of any kind because i'm always looking you know like is is that app is that famous app that everybody has is it, does it really only have 1300 reviews on it or or 400 uh, stars or mm -hmm. whatever that or, or, or 300,000 downloads for an app that I know should be much more I get confused all the time and I'm hardly a newbie at any of this so and there and and I I always hesitate now and even more so because because yeah that's yeah it, it happened and more than that which I think we're going to get to. In yeah, a, I mean, a bit, right. It, th this sort of thing does tend to happen quite a bit, but 
it, I guess it's the way that this happened that is really surprising to me. The, the way the, that the news came out? No, no. Or, or the, uh, that that yeah. the way that they were able to fool whoever developed this app, yes, whatever their motivation was, and and it, we should note it's it's a clone, it's a fake app. Nobody, I don't think it, it's been, uh, at least I haven't read anything about the app containing malware. It's just a fake. It's a fake app, and apparently right. it was it was running ads, which the real WhatsApp doesn't do. It doesn't rely on ads, so maybe that it was just a scam to get ad-based revenue, who knows? Uh, but the Redditors on the Android subreddit found that the the way it was able to pass itself off as the real WhatsApp was it, the name used like Unicode trickery. It made it look like it was li literally WhatsApp using Unicode, which is what happens with phishing emails. That's, that's incredible to me. Well, I, this is what happens when you have multiple standards for protocols. And in, yeah. in this case, the protocol being the language that you use. Yep. Um, and it's a problem. I don't, I don't know how we can solve it right now because uh, unless you tell the world that we're going to settle on one set of characters that are going to be valid and all the rest are not. That's tough. Which, I mean... I think they. I think the IETF probably certainly went through the issue of how do you deal with this many times over the last thirty years um, because it's a problem. Like, how do you represent characters that look similar and make sure that they're not uh, being used in a in a in a fraudulent way? And um, I I have a suggestion though. I'm, for, I'm for ready solution? for it. You're ready for the solution? I, we need a solution. Okay. CAPTCHA. But have all of these things, have have them run. Because I think that the key issue here is, it, and, and, and we see it again and again and again and again this year, uh, companies are, are allowing things to happen automatically by algorithm. True. Right? Yeah. So, um, Google and Apple and whoever else is, is run, are running authorized uh, app stores, they're setting up systems that will accept input, vet it somehow, right? automatically, automagically, I could say, and then this either decides that it is good or it isn't good. Right. And, and people, you know, false positives are getting upset. Yep. Uh, false negatives are causing problems as we continue to see and probably will continue to see and to me the, the solution is you have to have a person making sure that the computers are making the right decisions and and I say CAPTCHA as a compromise because sure. Google and Apple and the rest are um, probably not going to want to hire a huge teams of people to, to, to uh, scrutinize all of their yeah. stuff yeah. and Twitter too um, they'd rather not. They'd rather have it all be done automatically. Well, uh, if you have to hire people, then that reduces your profit margin. If you can run it through a CAPTCHA, once they've trained all the cars to, to avoid hitting tr street signs sure. and, and, and go through uh, plate glass you know, store windows, once that's done, then we can start working on this thing. 
anyway, that's my that's my two cents. Well, with Twitter, I understand the reluctance not to hire people because they don't. I mean, they don't make any money, right? Google, Apple. I mean, cry me a river. Like it's going to eat into your profit margin. Um, I want to come back to that though, because I think you're right. There's something missing here, and it's it. It sounds like it's a human element because. In this case, specifically, it was a human element. Like people, people saw that something was amiss. Something was afoot at the Circle K, as Bill and Ted might say. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, yeah that's a oh old, yeah, that's an that's old a long reference. Time ago. Um, <clears throat> and th- and it's important to note this because Peter, uh, Google. Google has done a lot in, in security. That's not a very eloquent way of, of singing their praises about what they've done in InfoSec. But they've made big investments in this space. And I think more than any other company, they have consistently recognized the importance of their own security posture as it pertains to general InfoSec. Like a lot of people use Google accounts as their central sort of point of, of, you know, digital, of their digital life, digital identity. It's important. And I think they recognize that. And they, they've made a lot of improvements in, in, in particular to Google, the Google Play Store and the whole Android app ecosystem. They've made improvements to Bouncer, their, their malware scanner. They've made, they introduced Google Play Protect, which uses machine learning to vet these apps and, and, and sort of, detect suspicious behavior. But if, okay, but if your machine learning algorithm can't, like if it has no way of detecting that, oh, hey, hey, wait a minute. The real WhatsApp doesn't use, doesn't have ads. This one says it does. The real one has a billion, you know, downloads. And this one says it has a million. The real one has been vetted by Google Play has been scanned already by Google Play Protect, and this one hasn't. This is a fraud. If your machine learning algorithm can't like find those aspects, those sort of basic identifiers, and run them through some type of formula, then what are you doing? That's remarkable to me. Yes, I, I'm about to go on a sort of a, a anti-machine learning rant. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold myself back from the abyss. Oh, I was I, getting ready to say go on. No, I I just think that for all the, the you know to quickly summarize for all the hype about machine learning, I, I'm I'm wondering like for everything I think we've had this discussion before you and I, Peter. But for every company that we've heard about investing in machine learning or adding machine learning to, to security to get rid of you know, sort of traditional signature-based detection, and we're going to find the real anomalies and the real malicious stuff that hasn't already been identified, great. But then you wonder why things like WannaCry and NotPetya and, and ransomware using Eternal Blue, which everyone knows is out there. Well, how is that making it past all of these, you know, new technologies that are supposed to be better at detecting malware and, and you know, better threat detection, advanced threat detection? Why is it missing this stuff? And there's good companies out there. There's there's companies that have been successful, and there's companies like Sentinel One that put their money where their mouth is with warranties, and 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 you know they'll pay 
pay you X amount, you know, 100,000 plus, maybe maybe up to a million, I think it was. If you, if you do get infected, great. I'm just wondering, like, is it is it the model, the machine learning model that's not worth all the hype, or is it just the way that we're building the algorithms? And I'm, I'm, I'm leaning, in this case, I'm leaning towards the latter because you could easily program something to say, well, look, look at, look for fake apps. Look for something that's called what app that uses different Unicode, like, you know, Unicode tricks that maybe has something in their description that shouldn't be there compared to the real one and, and contrast and compare. I mean, because fake apps masquerading as the real one, like that's still a really big problem in the app store ecosystem, not just for Google, but for, for others as well. And, you know, you mentioned the human element. I mean, the humans, human people found these, they found the red flags. That's exactly, I mean, it, all the other systems that were in place to prevent this failed in this particular case. Right. And it was humans that found the problem. Um, but, you know, as, as, as we talk about the different things that, you know, whether machine, line, machine learning should be able to, to, to uh, prevent this or to detect it, it makes me wonder, are, are we allowing our computers to take away our control? I would like, for example, to be able to tell my computer flag anything that doesn't use the character set that I prefer, that I choose. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. And in that case, I would get a big, you know, like it would beep at me or maybe highlight in red or some kind of a flag when I open up in my browser a page for uh, WhatsApp that uses the wrong character set yeah. for my preference. Your preferences. I yeah. mean, and, and, and I we could sit for hours and I could go over all the things that I wish I could do easily with computers that should be feasible. Right. But the way that we, the, the user experience and user interfaces that we've chosen yeah. preclude that because that's too complicated. It's It gives the user too much power to screw things up. Right. Not, I'm not going to argue that either um, because it's true. You know, yeah, the yeah. more power you have, the you know, with great power comes... Some responsibility? Some, at least. At least some? <laughs> Well, uh, for for many of us, it does, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. There's there. If you look at what it is that we're trying to prevent, and that is people sneaking in uh, uh, counterfeit content to us using using stuff that we can't uh, screen out by character strings. Well, we should be able to yeah. screen it out by character sets. Yeah. At least. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's just so surprising that, that no one, for all the, the investments that were made here, again, Google's done a lot, that no one sort of said, well, you know, phishing attacks use this type of thing. Could this be applied to our app vetting process? Could this be used to sneak in counterfeit apps? And, and you know, clearly in this case it was. And, I mean, just, just the fact that there was no human element apparently on the back end to say, all right, an app that has been downloaded a million times, I assume seeing a large spike in activity and no one sort of looked at it and said, wait a minute, there's two WhatsApp offerings here? Well, so 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the confusing things about going to the app stores for me. When, I, when I'm looking for a particular app for whatever reason, I often find that there's more than one. Yeah. And well, this happens all the time. Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad because it happens all the time to me. Or all the times, or many of most of the times that I go looking for apps, I I don't I don't assume that I'm representative, but now I now I feel better about it. No, I mean you you and I share a common uh, outlook on this because I, you know some people have like the zero inbox uh, position. You know they don't have any unopened emails in their inbox. I, I I have like zero app. I don't I don't have any apps on my. I have some. I don't want to overstate this, but I am I'm nervous. I mean every time I look at like. A different app for my Android tablet or my even my iPhone. We'll get to the iPhone uh, there or the iTunes App Store in a minute because they're they're not excluded from this either. But I look and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll you know I'll maybe look at for you know a a uh, uh, file system or full, you know uh, whatever app for my my Android and I. I, I do a search on Google. I'm like, oh, so these are the best ones. And then you put them in, you know, the Google Play Store search field. And all these different variations with slightly different names show mm -hmm. up. And you're thinking, that's weird. So I don't download. I mean, I just I just stay away. I, I agree. And I'll tell you, um, I think we're going to have a, a reaction mm. on the part of consumers because – for example, and and you're aware of this organization as well, um, because and I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to um, annoy the wrong person or people or uh, get on anybody's wrong side. But everybody's got an app now for their product, and there's a there's a particular organization that um, that we have interactions with where they provide a service and they don't require the app to take advantage of the service, but they really want you to download the app mm -hmm. and the app doesn't really do anything beyond what you can do on their website like I can get all the information that the app provides to me by just going to their website which is fine because it's just then it's just HTTPS and I'm getting information and I sure. get the one the, the one benefit that I get from having the app is they give you a $2 coupon oh well that's great one time $2 coupon <laughs> That's worth the uh, <laughs> potential compromise in security. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's that's the problem, and I, I mean, I don't feel comfortable giving giving access to, to all these things. And yes, that that affects how, the function of the phone. I mean, when I when I look up directions, it, I've turned off geolocation, so when it when I want to get directions, it no longer automatically fills in where I am, so mm -hmm. I can, so I don't have to do that. Well, that's fine. I'm happy not to share so much of my information. But it, it, it makes it a little harder. You're just as paranoid as I, I am. I love it. At least. I mean, this does bring up a question, though, about... I mean, everything that we know about app security and mobile security for enterprises, I mean, whether it's BYOD or whatever, I mean, they tell you don't download any mobile apps uh, unless it's from a legit app store but even that now I mean it's been proven time and again that it's that's not sort of a foolproof check on this on this problem 
I mean, we, we, how many articles have we published over the years? Not just search security, but, you know, the entire tech target domain about that wisdom, that prevailing wisdom that you're not supposed to, if you're going to download an app, make sure it's from the App Store or Google Play Store. But you're still putting yourself at risk. And is it incumbent on the users now to say, well, I got to look for red flags? I mean, is this going to become like phishing, like checking for phishing emails? Is it on the user to, to look at these app offerings in the individual stores and to check and make sure that they're not counterfeit? To check and make sure that they don't have any red flags? Or is, is it on Google and Apple to say, we got to hire more human people to do like real common sense vetting? And to look for warning signs when stuff like this pops up. I, I think I think if they're going to provide the service and if they're going to say we make we make this safe for you so you can avoid going to the to the unauthorized app stores, then there there is a certain amount of obligation on the part of Apple and, and Google and yeah. and others who who operate legitimate app stores to make it safe. I mean that's the that's their whole argument. Um, and the fact that, yeah, it's really hard to find the, 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 the correct app uh, out of the ones that you want, especially for the really popular ones. Yep. And, and as you say, a million people downloaded this app. That sounds like a lot, but the, the legitimate WhatsApp is around a billion, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, it's one out of a thousand chance that you might have that the WhatsApp on your phone is the wrong one. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's pretty good odds. No, and that, it is, but I'd say it's actually harder for the smaller apps because the smaller it is, the harder it is to say, hold it up to the light and say, is this the right one or is it this one? You know, yeah. because you can't tell by by, you can't tell by the download count. You can't, you maybe can't tell by the user reviews. It, it's just, I don't know, but. I mean, this isn't to say, again, that the companies aren't taking steps to improve app store security. I mean, Apple, I think it was earlier this year, they removed hot patching. So if you're a developer, you upload a mobile app to the iTunes app store, you cannot simply rush a hot patch. You, you have to go through a process to get that patched. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's too much. But think about how it could be abused. Well, and we've seen, I mean, we've literally seen cases where people have had nice little apps. They've, they've got, you know, a reasonably, a relatively large for a, uh, a large population of users for an application that is rel that, that's sort of like a, a, a hobby for the developer. The developer yeah. is approached by a third party saying, Hey, we want to buy your app. You know, take it off your hands. It, you've done a great job. You've built it up, and it's probably getting to be a pain in the neck for you. You've got a lot of customers. You've got a lot of people with yep. problems. So, you know, we'll give you twenty grand for it, or whatever the number that they come up with. And people would say, "Okay, I guess that sounds good. I, it's a, it's kind of a hassle at this point. I want to move on." And those people that buy the apps and take them, gut them put in uh, Trojans or, or ad uh, bots or, you know, whatever, whatever un potentially unwanted programs that they want to put on your phone. 
and you have no idea because yeah. you just bought the thing and you thought it was a good thing and then all of a sudden two weeks later somebody somebody bought it out from under you right right and now it's no longer a good thing um, so yeah there's there's a lot of opportunities for people to be inserted into the process to to make it more regular yeah and to avoid these kinds of things um, and as long as it's all automated yeah. it's going to be really hard to do to but fix. I, I, it is going to be hard to fix and I guess for now we're just going to have to sit back and say I mean if I was an enterprise I would just say even if you're going to a, a, like an, an authorized app store to sort of advise employees to to be aware of this stuff to be aware of I mean Apple just banned a bunch of I think it was last month or maybe September they banned a bunch of companies that were offering sort of fake anti-malware antivirus apps in the app store so they got in they were in the store they didn't do anything <laughs> you know I mean I, they weren't spreading malware again but they were fake they were not real and you know, who knows what the what the developers that uploaded those apps, what they were trying to do. Were they just trying to collect user data? Were they, you know, um, click fraud, whatever. I mean, that's been a, a big scheme of um, fraudulent app uh, apps out there uh, that have been previously caught. But I think if you're a CISO, you're an enterprise, you just tell people, look, you, you got to be aware that there, there could be uh, counterfeit apps for the, the ones that you're authorized to download, look, pay attention, be aware that it could be a fraud, a, 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 or it could be a fraudulent app, uh, and just look before you, you you click. And and that's because it's going to be some. It's going to be a while if these companies, like you said, if they do decide to add a human element, before that really gets ramped up and becomes effective. And that's that's assuming that they do it which we don't know that they are. But hopefully they are, because, I mean, we can't rely on Redditors. <laughs> right? That is correct. You are correct. I mean, you can rely on Redditors for a lot, but enterprise app security? Yeah, no, that's not, that's not where I want to be putting my trust. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, thank you for uh, discussing this issue with me today. Always good to be here. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.